Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, Matt Fabian with the Wealth Effect Podcast. Today's Monday, August 8th, and as the economy slows, some investors are worried about the possibility of a recession and the long-term consequences of ever-growing government debt. These concerns are timely due to recent economic data and policy decisions, including the Inflation Reduction Act making its way through Congress. While these are all essential issues, investors should view them from the proper perspective. Despite many economic, political, and global concerns, the S&P 500, Dow, and NASDAQ have gained 13%, 9.6%, and 18.9% respectively since their mid-June lows. So how should investors react to ongoing economic and policy concerns? The recent jobs data for July show that the total number of jobs lost during the pandemic, about 22 million, have now been regained. This occurred in record time, requiring only two and a half years. In contrast, the number of jobs lost in 2008 didn't recover until 2014, over six years later. This matters because the job market strength increases the odds of a so-called soft landing in which growth remains healthy as the Fed raises rates, allowing inflation to ease and consumers and businesses to get back on track. Of course, not all sectors have experienced a similar rebound, which the chart in the show notes highlights. It's not surprising that leisure and hospitality, including restaurants, bars, hotels, and concert venues are still struggling after shrinking by half during the pandemic lockdowns. Government jobs have also declined across the local, state, and federal levels. This is unlike sectors such as information technology, professional and business services, and retail trade, which encompasses a wide variety of businesses, including telecommunications, tech, consulting, and legal services, which have recovered mainly by the second half of 2021. Not only do the jobs data matter for the possibility of a recession, but a strong economy is also one of the keys to maintaining fiscal fiscal balance when it comes to government deficits in the long run. This is especially important with the federal debt growing to over $30 trillion, or 124% of GDP. In this context, the Senate recently passed the Inflation Reduction Act along party lines. The bill aims to reduce the budget deficit and combat inflation. This is primarily done through provisions such as a 15% minimum tax rate on large corporations, drug pricing reforms, increased funding to the IRS to collect additional taxes, and spending on climate change. However, the budget deficit still remains large. And whether this can impact inflation in a meaningful way is a matter of debate. How the government taxes and spends is naturally a controversial topic that affects the economy and markets in complex ways. At its core, budget deficits occur when the government spends more than it collects in taxes, which adds to the total debt. Even though tax revenues tend to increase as the economy grows, even without raising tax rates, they have been outpaced by spending over time. The Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, is a nonpartisan arm of Congress that conducts budgetary and economic analysis, and they recently published its annual long-term budget outlook, 
prior to the Inflation Reduction Act. During the pandemic, government spending ballooned to, to support the economy, which added trillions of dollars to the national debt. This caused the deficit to spike to 15% of GDP in 2020 and 12% in 2021. With that spending behind us, the CBO projects that the deficit will improve to 3.9% of GDP this year. However, the CBO also projects that the annual deficit will average 10% of GDP in 20 years from now, during the periods of 2043 to 2052. By 2052, they project that the net interest payments alone will rise to 7.2% of GDP. So a common concern among investors is how this will impact the country's ability to finance itself and how it might affect the economy. The CBO acknowledges and explores possibilities such as the federal government crowding out private investment, rising interest costs, driving up interest payments to foreign treasury holders, and more. Beyond these factors, the report examines the potential risk of fiscal crises. The last one was experienced in 2011. The erosion of confidence in the ability of the federal government to pay off its debts and constraints on policymakers to implement policy. All of this may come across as a lot of gloom and doom, especially for those who have worried about such issues for decades. However, it's important to distinguish what matters be between what matters as citizens, voters, and taxpayers, and what counts as what counts for long-term investors. As individuals, many have strong personal and political views on government spending and taxation and what it may mean for the country over the coming generations. However, this can be distinct from whether deficits directly or indirectly impact the economy, markets, and investment portfolios. For example, even after the trillions of pandemic spending, about two-thirds of the national debt is held either by the U.S. government itself or by U.S. citizens. And while it's true that rising deficits could make treasuries less attractive in the future, hampering the government's ability to roll its debt, there have, been sign, there have not been signs of it yet. Even in 2011, when the, S &P, when the Standard & Poor's downgraded the U.S. debt during the fiscal cliff standoff, investors didn't sell their treasuries. They rushed to buy more. Ironically, this is because U.S. debt securities are still the standard for stable, risk-free assets worldwide. Perhaps most importantly, markets have done well regardless of the exact level of government debt and taxes over the past century. As unintuitive as it may seem, the best time to invest over the past two decades have been when the deficit has been the worst. These periods represent times of economic crisis, when the government is engaging in emergency spending, which tends to coincide with the worst points of the market. And while this may not be the most repeatable investment strategy, it underscores the importance of not overreacting to fiscal policy in one's portfolio. The bottom line, there are growing concerns as the economy slows. As citizens, voters, and taxpayers, there is no more important task than helping to shape policy that benefits future generations. But as investors, it's important to remember that markets can do well in various environments. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Hope you're doing well, well out there and happy wealth generation.
Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at fabianwm.com or call us at 925-322-2450.